Remain standing with me for just a moment longer. We're going to turn to the Word of the Lord. At probably an obvious passage of Scripture to read from on a day and an occasion like this and the setting, Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16, we'll begin reading verse 13. Praise God. Matthew chapter 16, and we'll begin our reading with verse 13. Thank the Lord for such beautiful weather that is accommodating to an outdoor worship service. Amen. Matthew 16, verse 13, the Bible says, When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist. Some say Elias. And others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. Jesus says unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, which literally means small stone. And then he says, upon this rock, different word, large rock, I will build my church. He's not referring to Peter as the rock. He's referring to the revelation of who Jesus is. He says, upon that rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then charged he his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. After they received this glorious revelation that was not from man, Jesus acknowledged, but that the Father gave them this revelation. He then told them not to tell anybody. Shh. Keep it a secret. But I've come to preach to you that the secret is out. The secret is out. Let's pray one more time and ask the Lord to have his way. Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you for all that you've done and all that you're doing. We thank you for this day in which we can celebrate, Lord, great things that you have allowed us to see through faith forward. And Lord, we're believing that today will not only be a day of celebration over what has happened, but Lord, a celebration over what will happen through you, through your church, this church that you build upon the rock, the revelation of who Jesus is, Jesus Christ, both Lord and Savior. We give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name, amen. Before you're seated, would you clap your hands with me and let's give the Lord some praise. We love you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. We praise your name. We exalt you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Before I get started, I do want to thank some individuals that helped make this 
um, platform possible. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Brother Hugo Velez, along with Arturo and Sebastian, my son Jonathan, Nathaniel Monson, and Brother Joe Anaiken, along with Brother Alex Perry and my wife and Sophia. Amen. They made it all happen. Maybe some of you didn't even know this rock was back here. Well, we thought that it would be fitting, amen, on this celebration Sunday to preach on top of the rock. By the numbers, this is our Faith Forward campaign. It was February 26 of 2017 that we began a series of special services. Maybe you, if you were with us then, can remember some of these. We had the tennis shoes service with the giant storybook that told the history of the Refuge Church. We had the vision service with our green glasses. I saw some out there. Sister Sophie, there you go. Sister Sophie Cheeks got hers with her today. And then, of course, Brother Josh Medina, he's here today, and he so rudely interrupted me while I was preaching on that Sunday to share with the church a dream, a vision. Then we had our commitment service. And uh, we decided, long before we even thought about this property being ours, long before we made any offer on this property, we decided to go ahead and buy some ground for ourselves. Picked it up down at the hardware store. It was a few bags of potting soil. And on that day, in faith, we broke ground, shoveling dirt into our glass jars. How many has their glass jars today? Let's see those hands. Awesome. On that day, we turned in our pledges, and we moved forward to our first fruits offering, where we clipped our offerings onto barren branches that became filled with fruit, our first fruits offering. For those that were not there, it was a tremendous occasion that resulted in over $97,000 being given on that day to Faith Forward. The original pledge that was collected and set was $265,983.77. Two years into our campaign, our 36-month campaign, we had a series, again, of some special services that culminated in another pledge service where we decided to revisit our pledges and to make new ones for the last 12 months. The result of that adjusted pledge in 2019 last year was $315,365. Over the course of the past three years, we have had 116 individual contributors. 116 that have contributed towards Faith Forward. Now most, all of the contributions that were made were from Refuge Church members, but there were also some from people who had visited the Refuge Church that felt the burden and the passion and saw the vision of the future for the Refuge that wanted to give. There were still others who had never and still have never visited the church that totaled in the thousands of dollars and still others that don't even live anywhere near the Quad Cities. We had some fundraisers along the way, emphasis on fun, with best cake contests, chili cook-offs, fellowship dinners, 
and of course, the Who's Got Talent competitions. Among the contributions received, there was a miracle $6,000 Christmas for Christ grant that was awarded to the refuge by North American Missions of the United Pentecostal Church, and also another grant in the amount of $25,000 that was an SFC grant given to us by UPCI Youth Ministries. Churches from out of state and across state made contributions towards our Faith Forward campaign. And probably some of the most heart-touching were contributions that were made in the honor of refuge members who have since passed. Sister Pat Swinson, Brother Bob Harden, and Brother Bob and Iken. From March 1st of 2017 until May 31st of 2020, 39 months, there were a total of 1,630 contributions made. Back in 2019, as we were planning to give another sacrificial offering, I asked several members what they looked forward to the most about having our future facilities. Sister Becky and Iken said, I look forward to our own building so that we could have a normal schedule where maybe more people will be apt to visit since our service times are right in the middle of the day right now. Also to have our own Sunday school classrooms that we can decorate and have access to our building 24-7. Sister Melissa Diaz said, we look forward to a cafe and a bookstore, plus a sanctuary with a more permanent placed sound system. Brother Christopher Walker, he said, I really look forward to having a nursery during worship service with media capabilities so that those in the nursery can still watch and listen. Sounds like a parent with a few kids. Brother Andy Cheek said, I believe in giving to Faith Forward, not just for me and my family, but for the generations to come. Brother Hugo Velez said, to be able to say to people one day, I would like to invite you to my church. And he said, I believe with all my heart that there's no better or greater investment than to invest in the things of God, because I believe in the vision that God has given our pastor. Brother Craig and Iken, you might tell that he's Sister Becky and Iken's son, said, I look forward to new service times with an opportunity to reach more people. <laughs> I give because in order to move forward, we must invest our time, our money, our effort, and our prayers. Brother Sylvester Parker said, I'm believing that we will one day be able to have a shelter for the homeless. I give because it's biblical to give. God is leading us to give by example because God so loved that he gave. So why shouldn't we give our best because he gave his? Sister Jody and I can said, I give to Faith Forward because the future of the Refuge Church brings hope to children, youth, and adults that currently attend. The Refuge Church is and will be a beacon of light and truth for the needs of the surrounding community. Brother Eric Monson, he said, I believe in giving to Faith Forward because my heart is connected to the purpose of God in my life, and that is to win souls for Christ and to have a place of worship dedicated to the Lord's presence. And Sister Courtney Medina said, I believe in giving to Faith Forward because I've seen what faith can do. His provision has been with us every step of the way, and it will continue to be. And let the church say amen. I wonder if there's anyone here that would like to see what the total amount we've given to Faith Forward over 39 months have been. Is anybody interested in seeing that? Do you have your pocket knife, Brother Alex? 
Why don't you come on up here and help me? Go ahead and start down there and let's see, let's see what we could reveal to our refuge family that we could celebrate over today. Yep. Of course, this number is, uh, is a number that we have labored for, that we have worked towards, that we have given towards, and you just keep cutting them. And we are thankful for what the Lord has allowed us to see and to do and to be a part of. Over the past 39 months, a lot has changed. Amen. Our church size, new families added to the church, new givers giving to the church, amen, and souls born into the kingdom of God. So we got our first three numbers. What do we got out there? $575, someone give God some praise. What do we got now? What do we got now? 7,575 dollars. Come on, somebody, get excited. What do we got? What do we got? How much? Five. All right. Ready? Are you all ready? Y'all better be ready to shout. Here we go. Come on, let's give God some praise for $317,575. You ought to stand to your feet if you're able to and give God a shout of praise right now. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We praise your name, oh Lord. We worship you, Jesus. Praise God, praise God. You may be seated. Thank you, Brother Perry. $317,575. That surpasses our pledge amount of $316,365, and that is absolutely awesome. What I think is especially amazing that has really just dawned on me this morning while I was putting notes together and numbers together. In 2018, we bought a large portion of our property for $300,000. Last year, we purchased that corner lot for $18,000. Through this campaign, we almost raised exactly to the dollar amount of how much we needed to pay cash for this property. And I am so thankful that we own this land free and clear. We owe no man nothing. Amen, we sit on the land that God has given us and we ought to celebrate it. I've got notes here from our launch service in 2017, and in that launch service, I talked about my aspirations as a young boy to become an Air Force pilot. That was trashed <laughs> when they told me you have to have perfect vision. You gotta have 20-20 vision. And I reminded the church that in order for us to fly, in order for us to go forward, we've gotta have 20-20 vision. This was back in 2017. So we launched a stewardship campaign that would take us in a three-year journey from 2017 to 2020, and here we are in the year 2020. And I believe that the Lord has opened our eyes to see a larger vision, to dream dreams that are bigger than we've ever seen before, to have vision to see more than we've ever witnessed before. Back in 2017, I asked a, a team of people that were organizing some special services if they could define what Faith Forward meant to them. And this is what they saw in Faith Forward. 
they saw self-sacrifice. They saw us having a podcast and even being able to live stream, which we are doing right now. They saw us having a translation system for our Spanish-speaking members, which is active right now. They saw us having a prayer room that was open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, which we have had since then. They saw us having an expanded Sunday school program with more teachers, which we have right now. They saw us having a puppet ministry, which we've been having for the past several weeks. They even said we would have a book club and they're meeting this Tuesday. They said that we see ourselves having a P7 club, which we had while Sister Betsy was in high school. She's since graduated. And they also said, we see ourselves having a baptistry in-house, which we have right now ready to baptize people. I want you to think about this. When I read this list, I realize that all of these things have come to pass. And you know what that makes me want to do? It makes me want to start making a new list to see what could be accomplished in another three years if the Lord would tarry his coming. Because I have found if we will speak it out, if we will write it down, God will bring it to pass. Somebody clap your hands and give God praise. Glory to God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Didn't he say that he's able to do far above what we could ask or even think according to the power that works in us? And three years ago, we put that power into action and we are standing today with those things that have now come to pass. Praise God. I want to give you a building project update. And I'm not sure, forgive me, I can't remember if I shared this before, but... Our property was divided. We own this land that gets right up to this building over here, from this land all the way down into the woods down there. Then we own that corner lot. And then we own that large lot where we've had tent revival. But the land was divided because of a right-of-way that was owned by the city that cut right through the land, that divided the land, and the city owned it. In theory, it, and on paper, it was 50th Avenue. This is 51st Avenue. And 50th Avenue was owned by the city and cut, it was 60 feet wide and cut straight through our land all the way through. And we did not own that. But our civil engineer helped us to put together a letter to the city council. And we asked the city council, now that we own both sides of the right-of-way, if they would consider allowing us to have that right-of-way. There was no discussion, but a unanimous approval by the city council. We own an acre and a half that used to be owned by the city that is now ours. And now our property exceeds 10 acres. Give God glory. When we shared our building design with you, it was the conclusion of a conceptual contract with our architect. We just recently signed another contract with them that will carry us all the way through until we move into the building. That contract will give us the, the paperwork needed to file permits to begin building our building. We have submitted site plans prepared by our civil engineer to the state of Illinois and the city of Rock Island, and we are now awaiting approval so we could start breaking ground and getting the site ready for the foundation. 
We are currently in the middle of the process where we need to select a general contractor that we will hire to oversee the project for us from start to finish. And Lord willing, this process will be completed within one month from today. I would invite you right now to pray with me at this very moment. This decision to hire a general contractor is so critical. We need to make sure that we have the right fit, that it's going to be someone that will work on our behalf. And I'm asking you to pray with your pastor in this very moment and ask the Lord to give us favor that is miraculous and supernatural that has never been seen in the contractor's world before, that a beautiful relationship will be forged through this process. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we love you and we thank you so much for all that you've done. We thank you for where you have brought us from, where we are at today, and where you are taking us to. We know, Lord, that certain partnerships are essential in moving forward. We are thankful for the partnership that we have had with the civil engineer, Mike Janicek. We are thankful for the relationship we've had with our architect, David Wilde. We are thankful, oh Lord, with everything that has been accomplished up to this point, but it is pivotal right now and so important and necessary for us to hire a general contractor that will partner with us to build these ministry facilities for the glory of the name of the Lord. We pray together as a church family, believing that we will see supernatural favor. Lord, that you would even wake us up in the middle of the night and even the general contractors in the middle of the night, that there will be a beautiful heart that it will be like a hand in a glove, that we will find the right fit, and that general contractor, Lord, will guide us every step of the process to see, Lord, a beautiful facility that we are able to minister to the lost, the hurting, and the church through. We ask this in the name of Jesus, and we believe that God is going to grant us favor. Give the Lord another hand clap of praise if you would. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for praying with me, and please continue to pray with me, and we'll give you updates as we get them. I do want you to be mindful, and I won't be much longer. I do want you to be mindful that while we celebrate today what has been given, I, as your pastor, encourage each and every refuge member to prayerfully consider how you might be able to continue to contribute to the building fund. The building fund is not closed down we did not shut the door and are no longer receiving funds. But we are thankful for what has come in, but we have a 10,600 square foot building to build for our first phase of the building project. I know that perhaps some of you, like myself, have grown a little impatient in the process. We're wanting just to hurry up and build this building. But I am mindful of the words that Jesus gave us in Luke chapter 14. For which of you intending to build a tower sits not down first and counts the cost, whether he has sufficient to finish it? Less happily after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, all that look at it will begin to mock him, saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. My friend, I'll be frank with you. That is a nightmare right there. To have a foundation, to put up a steel building and not be able to finish it. But we are taking our time, doing due diligence. We are counting the cost. And we are attempting to be good stewards of what the Lord has given us and have faith for what he will give us. I want to tell this church family today that we thank God that we have not only been able to pay cash for this land that we now own, $318,000. 
We have also been able to hire professionals to do our civil work and our architectural work, and we have paid cash for it. And I want to thank God, and I want to say it very plainly so you know where we're at. I want to thank God that we have over $250,000 right now in the bank accounts that is ready to give us a good start to our building project. Give God glory for it. Those funds have been specifically designated for this project. But to build this building, as most of you would conclude quickly, it's going to take more than $250,000. And God will provide the rest, just as he's done in the past, through faithful and sacrificial giving of his people. And listen, we are going to see miracles along the way, financial miracles even from unexpected resources. Praise God. Praise God. I am standing on the rock. As far as I know, it might be the largest rock on our property. This rock has been here a long time. This rock has caused the life around it to grow around it and not through it. In fact, you could see a pretty good-sized tree trunk coming out from under the rock. That tree, as it grew, it did not force the rock to move but the rock moved the tree as it grew. And so it is with us and our rock, Jesus Christ. We do not seek to move Christ to where we want him to be. We've tried over the years to buy different buildings in different locations. We tried to push the rock to this location and that location, but it seems like every step of the way, as we grew, we just had to form to the rock. And here we are today. We are looking to build a church on the rock. Just as Jesus Christ said he would do, I will build my church upon the rock. And let me tell you, according to Psalm 127, that unless the Lord builds the house, they that labor build it in vain. We want the Lord to be the construction manager of this project. We want him to order our steps perfectly because he knows the end from the beginning. He sees what was, what is, and what will be. Our God is writing our story. And let me tell you, the best part is just ahead of us. And I'm so thankful to be a part of his church in the most exciting exciting time we have ever experienced in our history. And let me tell you, the view from here is quite beautiful. You see, while I'm standing on the rock, and if we will remain built on the rock, I've got news for you while I'm standing here, I could see the church that is. Not only those that are present here, but I know that some are watching this video live and we'll be watching it later that can't be here. But listen, standing before me on one side of the rock is the church that is. I see a group of people that love the Lord with their heart, mind, soul, and strength. I see a group of people that love to worship the Lord. I see a group of people that support the vision that God has given their pastor. I see a people that have sacrificially given to the cause and to the vision that God has for the church. I see worshipers. I see people that have been born again of water and the spirit. I see saints of the most high God that are in the world, but they're not of the world. I'm thankful for the church that is. I want to thank God for the church that is. And there is such 
such a beauty that I have from this vantage point. And I'm not just speaking geographically. I'm not just speaking physically, but spiritually the Lord has allowed me to sit in these heavenly places with Christ Jesus. And I'm looking back at his church through his vantage point, through his perspective, through his eyes. I ask the Lord almost daily, God, open my eyes that I might see souls like you see souls. And today I'm so thankful to see the church of the living God that is through his eyes. And it's a glorious church. It's a glorious church. This is a strong church. I said this is a strong church. We may not have brick and mortar building just yet, but this church is planted. This church is not going anywhere, but forward, faith forward. Someone clap your hands to the Lord and give him praise. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But on this rock, as I preach on top of the rock, as I aspire to see the church built on the rock, I'm thankful. I don't have to move locations. I just have to move my perspective. And I look over to my right. I've not changed my location. I've just changed my perspective. And just over to my right, I see a lot that is going to be filled up with a building and vehicles. I not only can see the church that is, but I'm thankful that as long as I stand on the rock, I can see the church that will be. And if you think the church that is is great just wait till you see the church that will be oh i'm telling you we're gonna have revival like we've never seen we're gonna see souls baptized and filled with the holy ghost someone clap your hands and give god praise hallelujah it's imperative that we stay on the rock it's imperative that we stay planted on the rock and that rock is not this one that i'm standing on but that rock is christ that rock is that man that was born in bethlehem but was no mere man but he was god manifest in flesh he was god who was justified in the spirit he was god who was seen of angels and preached unto the gentiles he is both our lord and our savior and we've got to stay on the rock I said we've got to stay on the rock that rock is Christ and it's a firm foundation he's the chief cornerstone some builders have rejected Jesus as the Lord and Savior but those that will accept him and declare that his name is a saving name are built on a solid rock here O Israel the Lord our God is one Lord we're not moving from the rock here O Israel the Lord our God is one Lord we're not moving from the rock there's one Lord, there's one faith, there's one baptism. We're not moving from the rock. A man cannot see the kingdom of God unless he's born again. We're not moving from the rock. We've got to be baptized in the name of Jesus. We've got to be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. That will be initially evident by the speaking of other tongues as a spirit. We're not moving from the rock. We're not moving from the rock because it's standing on the rock that we got to where we are today and it's remaining on the rock that we will get to where the Lord is taking us. Hallelujah. We believe in separation because we're standing on the rock. You see, you can't stand on the rock. You can't be built on the rock and look like everybody else and talk like everybody else. There's something about being on the rock and being grafted into the body of Christ that makes you peculiar, makes you different. We're standing on the rock. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. We love you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord God. We praise your name, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I see the church that will be. 
And let me tell you, the best is yet to come. With every head bowed and every eye closed, let me just speak as we bring this message to a conclusion. God has been so good to us. In 2017, we built a makeshift planter's box, filled it with black dirt from Menards because we were desperate to own some ground. We were going to break ground, and we said, you know what? The banker doesn't know it, but we own some property. The builders don't know it yet, but we own some property. And today, that faith dirt that many of you have in those glass jars, it meets this dirt that God has provided for his church. God has been so good to us, family. God has been so good to us. For those that are newer to the church, you weren't here perhaps in 2017. We're so glad you're among us. And we don't want you to go anywhere. We want you to grow with us. We want you to pray with us. We want you to give with us. Because we're going to see the glory of God in the city of Rock Island and revival in the whole Quad City area. Lord, we love you. Pray with me, church. Lord, we love you. I want you to begin to think, what can God do in the next three years? What can God do in just the next 12 months? What can God do through my life? We've already seen it proven that if we will activate the faith that is in us, we'll begin to speak some things by faith. Write those things down. There's no telling when it's going to come to pass, but God knows and it will come to pass. Oh, Lord, I thank you for my church family. I thank you for what you've done in our lives. I thank you for how you have brought us together. Lord, we aren't, we aren't going to remove ourselves from this solid rock that gives us a beautiful vantage point. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I wonder if somebody could recommit to the rock right now. That rock which is Christ Jesus. The Bible says that rock which was with them in the wilderness was Christ Jesus. That from that rock came living water. We want to see that living, life-giving water flow through this rock. This spiritual rock into each of our lives. You feel like you've been empty. You feel like things have been spiritually dry in your life. I want to charge you right now with your head bowed. I want to charge you in the Holy Ghost. Go ahead and seek after the rock. Seek to build your house on the rock. Not just the church. Seek to build your house on the rock of obedience to God's word. It's the fastest way to the blessing of the Lord being upon your life. Would you stand... Stand together with me if you're able. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus said something quite unique after Peter spoke that revelation that was given to him from the Spirit that Jesus is the Son of the living God, that He is Christ, that He is the Lord. And Jesus says, this, this didn't come to you by flesh and blood. We need to understand that some people, you may grow frustrated because you want to see some people grow faster than they are. Some people turn to the Lord and they haven't. They've got to receive spiritual vision. They've got to receive spiritual eyesight, revelation. 
That's what we ought to be praying for. God, give your people revelation. But Jesus did something strange, and he looked at them after this revelation was spoken, and he said that, you're Peter, you're, you're a lively stone, just like he called us in the epistles, the letters the apostles wrote. But then he said, don't tell anybody. The reason why is because he didn't make for himself reputation while he was in his earthly public ministry. He wasn't looking to gain fame in just his lifetime. But he made himself low and humble. But the thing and the beauty of it is, is after his death, burial, and resurrection, the secret got out. And it was by divine design. The way that people will hear about who Jesus is, is through his church. And we've got a job to do. Listen, the world all around us may appear like it's spiraling out of control, but the church has work to do. I believe that the world's darkest hour could be the church's brightest hour. Would you lift your hands with me right now? I believe that this is to be a fine hour for the church, to shine like a lighthouse as we are planted on the rock. Right now with your hands lifted, I want you to begin to think about souls that the Lord would call you to reach and to disciple and to see baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost and return back into the Father's house. I want you to begin to call out those names. And maybe it's not names that will come to mind, but maybe it's ministries that the Lord has laid on your heart that he wants to see born in the next year. I want you to begin to speak those things out. Come on. I read that list for you because I want your faith to rise to know that we don't just speak to a brass ceiling and those things will fall down to us. Maybe it's an addiction that you have long been underneath of and in bondage to, but right now I would that you go ahead and extend your faith and say in the name, the mighty saving name of Jesus Christ, a ministry is going to be born through my life that you have put on my heart. Lord, souls are going to be added to the kingdom and I'm going to have a hand in it as you use me for your glory. Lord, addictions are going to be broken and strongholds are going to be pulled down. Why? Because I'm speaking right now by faith. I'm going to plant myself on the rock. I'm going to see, Lord, your greatness in this hour and through my life. Lord, I will not become distracted, discouraged, and defeated because of what's going on right now all around me, but rather I will become faith-filled. I will become hope-filled. I will set my eyes upon the harvest. The Lord of the harvest is sending us today to go into the harvest this celebration service is not just about money this celebration service is because these dollars they, they are equating to souls that will be reached in the kingdom of God that are lost and dying we are celebrating today because three hundred and seventeen thousand five hundred and seventy five dollars are going to be invested into the kingdom of God to reach the lost to disciple the saints to build the church I want you to begin to now shout and celebrate with me because we're celebrating not money but we're celebrating the Lord of the harvest that is receiving this offering and is going to be using it for his glory and converting it to souls saved and saints discipled and the church built thank you Jesus oh let's do that together clap your hands clap your hands and give God glory give him a give him a shout give him a shout give him a shout
Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Woo. Praise God. Praise God. God is good, isn't he? And he's good all of the time.